Hey guys, so glad you're listening today. Just as a little heads up, today we are filming our podcast in Camille's apartment, which is also the home of Thisbe the cat and apparently very loud mailman walking by. So forgive the noises in the background. You'll feel like you're right in LA with us and Thisbe the cat. Yay! How old were you when you first moved to LA? Uh, well, there were two moves to L.A. The first time I came to L.A., I was... Oh, hi, Kitty. <laughs> um, the first time I moved to Los Angeles, I was uh, 30 years old. And then the second time when I really moved to Los Angeles, I was 33. Okay. Did you know anyone here? Uh, I did. I knew uh, a friend from college who I roomed with, which was convenient. And I had a couple friends from the Seattle theater scene that I hooked up with when I got here. And how much money-ish did you have when you first came? I had very little money in the bank. Uh-huh. I had to spend most of it on the moving expenses. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had just booked a commercial in Seattle. So I had a little bit of residual income to get me through the first couple months. Nice. So where did you live when you first got here? I lived up in Beechwood with a college friend. Uh, and I have mostly lived in the Beechwood area ever since. What was your first job in L.A.? My first job in Los Angeles was managing restaurants, a whole series of them. Uh, and what was your initial impression of L.A.? Flat and expansive, and I <laughs> couldn't figure out where the city was. <laughs> How many years uh, of living here did it take you to get your first job in the industry like as an actor? Well... Actually, I, very early on, I was cast in a film and a, a play, both of which were canceled before they ever got out of rehearsals. Oh, so my God. I don't think that's a terribly unusual experience, <laughs> no. actually. Uh, so I would say about a year and a half before I got my first actual paying jig, okay. uh, gig. And how many years of living here before it started to feel like home? About 10, really. Yeah, I yeah, feel you. Yeah. And if you had to sum L.A. up in one word, what, what would that word be? A blaze today. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, it, it, secretive. Oh wow, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Heard that one yet. It, I know. it takes a little wow. work to get its yeah. secrets out of it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like New York or London or something like that where you show up and it and it throws its culture and its art and its communities and its people at you. You have to kind of. You have to reach it out. out. You have to find it. Oh, oh my so. God. I love that. I know mm-hmm. you too. Oh my gosh. is an actor and specialist at the inner workings of online submission sites. Bruno was one of the original workers at Now Casting when it first began. He is one of the founders of Sacred Fools Theater and has been seen in shows like Colony, Scandal, American Horror Story, Perception, and Castle, just to name a few. In addition to working in film, TV, and theater, Bruno is also a teacher, coach, and career consultant, and we're really excited to have him as a guest so today. Excited. Yay, Bruno. So we're going to start with, because we were just talking about this, that you actually moved to L.A. twice. 
Yes. And that you were saying that's really common for most people. I know. I know a lot of people. Tell me, tell us about your, I I found that for a lot of, uh, particularly people in the industry that it's, it's round two of moving here that actually sticks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I first arrived in LA, it was after graduate school and I had done a season, a, a summer season at Utah Shakespeare. I had an agent lined up in New York out of our grad school showcase. I had every intention of moving to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Utah, I was driving. I visited an ex-girlfriend in San Diego. And just on a whim, I decided to visit one of my oldest best friends here in Los Angeles uh, who had moved here. And uh, so I thought I'd stay with him a week. And then on a whim, <laughs> uh, I went on a couple of auditions just for the heck of it. Uh, which I found out of Dramalog back in the day. Uh-huh. That was the magazine. Oh, Dramalog! I forgot about Dramalog. Yeah, back then. Just, uh, <gasps> oh and uh, and I and I was lucky enough to to book both the play and the uh, and the independent film. Uh, so I thought, wow. well, I'll stay here for a little while, amazing. and then I got jobs managing restaurants. Uh, ultimately, the film and the play fell apart in the rehearsal process, or before it just never happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then before I knew it. I had been here for about a year and a half out of what I thought was going to be a week-long trip. Oh, my God. Uh, the good part about that is that I lived in sublets all over the city, so I got to know Los Angeles for a while, uh, and uh, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, and I, and, I, and I sort of discovered a little bit uh, an attraction to film and television, which had not occurred to me, because uh-huh. I thought I was going to go to New York. Uh-huh. Uh, but after a while, I freaked out. Uh, went back up to Seattle, worked as a guest artist at the University of Washington where I'd gotten my master's degree, uh, gathered my head, planned to move to New York, and realized that my New York time had kind of gone by. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a singer-dancer. Uh, I didn't want to live 25 stops out on whatever train, you know. And I thought, you know what? I think Los Angeles is where I need to be. Uh-huh. So when I moved back here again a few years later, I did it with a plan. I mean, I, I knew I was moving here. I intended to move here. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, I, I came back, I had purged many of the misconceptions that I'd had about Los Angeles that were a waste of time and energy. So when I came back here for real, I, uh, dove into a group of people and I dove into the industry with a much clear idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I, you just said drama log, which I think is really cool. So that was how you would advocate as for yourself as an actor when you were here the first time around. Yes. Yes. Back, back in the day. Back uh, in the up day. Up until uh, really the, the very end of the 90s. Uh, your options were uh, um, Dramalogue and Backstage, which mm-hmm. were at the time two separate magazines. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, flip to the back, circle, call, or, yeah. or uh, up at the send very end, the maybe envelope. email, but, <laughs> but send in the headshot yeah. resume. So that was one way that I would advocate for myself. Uh, the other way... Uh, was uh, some of the, you know, obviously agent hunting is is yeah. done in different ways now than it was then. Back then, you really just sent out your headshot and your resume everywhere. I actually chose to hand deliver uh, all those headshots wow. and resumes. Uh, and I did that for a couple of reasons. One, I got to know parts of the city that I didn't necessarily know. Two, I, I figured there's always that chance that somebody might just be walking through and go, hey, yeah, well, I got a few minutes. Let's talk. Yeah. And that did happen once or twice. Obviously, you're not going to do that at a big agency in that, but sometimes the small mom and pop agencies. Yeah. Uh, so I pushed myself out that way. I have to ask you, you sound, I mean, I was terrified to do all of those things when I first 
came to LA. Yeah, I, I don't know too. if you were, but for sure. So did you just naturally know what to do, or, or was did this... you were you terrified also when you did it anyway? <laughs> Uh, I, I was pretty, pretty full of myself, uh-huh. which, which is helpful. Good. Um, well, congratulations. It, it cuts through, it yeah. cuts through a lot. Of, it wasn't until I started having some meetings and getting some interesting feedback, <laughs> which wasn't got... necessarily negative. Yeah. It just pointed out to me the reality, the reality, the yeah. reality that I wasn't, sure. I hadn't really figured out what my type was. Mm-hmm. The reality that coming out of graduate school, you're so excited about your versatility, yeah. uh, versatility as an actor. Uh, versatility, versatility. Versatility. Uh, yeah, uh, versatility is an actor. <laughs> potato, but, potato. Yeah. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Um, but, but the irony, you know, it took me a little while to realize that that is a fantastic and wonderful skill for longevity in, in the career. It is not necessarily a useful key for opening doors. Versatility. So, yes. Yeah. So to figure out what my real type was took me a little while. And I still struggle with that, yeah. even 20 years later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the another thing I would say about being new, yeah. uh, and this is true whether you're you know, you can be frustrated about where you're at and go like, well, I don't have a resume, so why would anybody talk to me? Okay, there's that aspect of it. But on the other hand, when you don't have a lot of experience, you know, visual experience on your resume, nobody expects anything of you. So to a certain extent, it's a little bit of a golden ticket. Not to be sort of naive and silly, but you can ask questions. You can be aggressive with your enthusiasm in a way that comes off as kind of foolish or naive or just crazy yeah. if you've been here for 10 years. So, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of a golden ticket when you first move here yeah. uh, in that it's not nuts to kind of call up and say, hey, you know, I, I read that you were from, you know, Chicago and that you worked at this theater before you became an agent and, you know, I'm just from moving Chicago here. too. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing you can kind of get away with a little bit. Yeah. So you should feel empowered by your newness yeah. and not uh, intimidated uh, and cowed by it. Yeah, I love it. When I first came here, in fact, but I I hadn't I was got an agent pretty quickly after I got here, and she even told me just keep saying you're new for for years. Yeah. Like, and I was coming from New York, and she said just keep telling everybody you're from New York. Like, even like two years later, she was like still say I'm I just got here and I'm mm-hmm. from New York because mm-hmm. there is yeah you're right there's a there's a certain uh, benefit. And the fact is, you are new. Yeah. Until you start racking up the credits and the experience right. and the relationships. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So whether you've been here three years or four years, if it took, you know, yeah. took a, most of those years just to start the relationships, to start the work. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're, you're new. So yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah, me I, too. I, so when you were walking around dropping off headshots and reading drama log and backstage, I just want to understand the timeline because Camille said at the top that you started now casting in 2000 mm-hmm. or co-founded it or whatever. So what were the years that you were dropping off the headshots and did that lead into the now casting? So that was, uh, you know, round one when I was here in 95 and then 95, round two when gotcha. I moved back in 98. Okay. Uh, that was all sort of pre-internet being useful for online submissions. Yeah. Even when I was back in graduate school right. with my very first Apple II, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I, it occurred to me very early on that this is going to somehow transform how the day-to-day casting process happens. But what had to happen first was the technology just had to get faster. Yeah. In those days, you would literally sit there for 30 seconds and watch a photo load on the screen like chick, 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 Oh my God, that's right. So until... The technology uh, advanced to the point where photos could be more or less instantaneously displayed on the screen. It was not going to be a useful tool as far as the casting process. Yeah. Uh, So it had always been something that was on my mind. 
when I moved back here for real, in, in, yeah. uh, a company had started that happened to have some people in uh, who were from Chicago who had helped start it. And that company was actually called CastNet. I remember CastNet. Uh, and CastNet yeah. was actually really the first yeah. of all of these websites. Uh, and CastNet was the first to kind of figure out a, a pretty fluid way to get resumes in there and share those resumes and pictures with casting people and then communicate back and forth. Uh, that company tried to work deals with a couple of the existing non-internet companies mm-hmm. uh, at the time, which rather than cooperate, decided to do their own thing. Right. And so you ended up with the link and then you ended up with a lot of other kind of crazy websites that came out. Uh, you may remember some like ads. I can't, I can't remember like one cast or something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That would have like a Super Bowl ad. So there were a whole bunch of those websites that happened very quickly in 98, 99. Um, and they all fell by the wayside either because they weren't well thought out or because they ended up getting gobbled up like CastNet ended up getting gobbled up by uh, like an e-model site that would go and like approach people in malls and we didn't want to have anything to do with that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then get gobbled up by a bigger company that expected, you know, to make tons and tons of money. And I remember talking to the owner of that new company going, we're actors. You're not, there's only so much money you're going to get out of us. Yeah, yeah. This isn't going to be a multi-million dollar thing. Right. Um, and then that first dot-com bust happened and pretty much all those went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us at CastNet uh, then started uh, hooked up with a, a guy from outside of Castnet, and then started uh, now casting uh, along a somewhat different line. Where the our plan was that uh, the actors wouldn't pay for the profiles themselves, uh-huh. and they wouldn't have to pay for photos. They would pay for bells and whistles. Right. Uh, and and at about the same time, some of these other websites that we'll talk about kind of came around. What are what are bells and whistles? Uh, well, our philosophy. Yeah. And again, we were all actors who who started that company. Uh, and I should say, I wasn't one of the owners of the company, but I was one of the people who, who started created, it. helped yeah. create it. Uh, our philosophy was that in the day-to-day acting process, in as much as these websites and your actor profile is a tool used by agents and managers and casting for the day-to-day process, yeah, you shouldn't have to pay for that. In the same sense that when it was hard, hard copy headshots and resumes... Any agent or manager who is asking you to pay the postage when they're mailing things or pay their delivery service, so when they were delivering things from their office to casting offices, no legitimate ones did that because that's part of their expense. Right. With the internet, we we had the position of sort of saying, well, we can actually remove that expense from the agent, but there's no reason the actor should have to pay for that too. If an actor wants to add video to their profiles mm-hmm. or uh, take on other tools for marketing above and beyond gotcha. what is necessary for the triangle of casting, actor, and representation, yeah, then I think it's fair game to sort of say, okay, well, you can pay a fair price for these things because they're optional tools. Mm-hmm. Right, You're not right. forced to pay for that. Not all the, not all the online websites that are out there uh, bought into that philosophy. Yeah, that's great. It's so, I mean, mostly I'm just so blown away that you guys were thinking of this in 2000. I mean, I feel like I barely, like, knew how to use a computer in 2000. And, you know, you were already, I mean, it's such a head of game. It was a huge jump for a lot of people. really amazing. It was a big jump for for actors and agents. Uh, I think casting was the fastest in terms of I don't really need 
uh, to to cut my finger on paper and staples. I can get oh, past that pretty God, quickly. I'm sure um, the agents had a little bit of a harder time adjusting to that. Yeah, they had a fear that their power would be taken away if actors could submit themselves on things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which that's interesting. It, yeah, it, that never really happened because, you know, quite frankly, you know. Uh, there weren't all that many casting offices that were releasing the big paying jobs. Yeah. They still kept that right. honed Which into the agents. Which still works that way, They right? did do it for a while, yeah. but, um, and, you know, and with all respect to my fellow actors, the fact is, is we as actors, we oversubmitted and yeah. casting people like this doesn't work for that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the actors, the actors were definitely the hardest to kind of move into uh, the technological world because uh, uh, some embraced it right away and then I think there were a lot who are just well, like everybody in the country. A lot of people were very frightened of of this new technology, and it, it's hard to think that now as we sit here on our yeah. phones all day. Yeah, but it at really the time, is. people were like, "I I don't know how to use my fax machine. Yeah, yeah. to get my sides." <laughs> and now you're telling me I have to download my sides. Yeah. I don't even know what the word "download" means. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> just so thinking two thousand when I was when I said two thousand. I was like, "Oh, you know, two thousand, right?" It, it seemed more. Close it seems to like me. yesterday, but it's, but it's so long. But ago. it wasn't, and yeah. I remember. I remember that's also when I started using a cell phone more. Like yeah. I didn't, at that was More when I got my all. first cell phone. That's me too. Yeah. And yeah. it was just, and I remember hating it and not <laughs> yeah. wanting, I was like, they can, I don't want to bring a phone along with me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I also remember that's true. That was when I started having to do research for papers online and it was a totally new, it was, it was new. Do you think that that also really influenced kind of, we talk about this a lot, how fast the industry is? How speedy it is. You mean in terms of how fast it yeah, works? And, and, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think I think there's a lot of factors that do that. I mean, let's just take a, a, an obvious example in regards to casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pace of episodic television seems to have sped up. Yeah, you know? it does. I mean, I, yeah. it, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not in the production. But you could probably ask somebody, but it seemed to me like it was eight, nine, ten days, whatever. And now they're doing yeah. episodes in six. And, uh-huh. yeah. you know, uh, and then the sort of the casting has to happen that much faster as well. Uh, so certainly for, uh, your big shows like, you know, your Grey's Anatomy, your, your, those kind of shows that have tons of new actors cycling through every single episode, your NCISs, things like right. that. Um, I think the, the faster, you know, you taking away the fact that they could put out a, a casting notice and combined with the submissions they get within in a couple hours and what's in their files, yeah. they could set up appointments Almost instantaneously. Yeah, right. Uh, as opposed to having to wait, get all the packages in, open all the packages, right. sort all the actors. I mean, there was just... So I definitely think it has been a part of a few factors. Production is faster, too. I mean, just the idea of editing and yeah. all that has made it possible yeah. to do television much, much more quickly. I don't think it's really affected the film industry in that respect. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, the, the, the television industry feels like it happens... Uh, Yeah, well, I think life is just faster, right? I mean, every I'm sure every business is faster because of what's because of well, and because we're all available every second, and you know, you can. We've all made ourselves, yeah, believe that we are all yeah, exactly. That's a better way to say it. Our impatience, yeah, uh, our impatience with anything that doesn't happen immediately, immediately. You know, I mean, I I mean, I'm sure we've all sort of shared this sort of experience. I, I don't personally own a microwave anymore yeah in part because it sort of pointed out how much how easily i could get frustrated yeah and i, I remember <laughs> finding myself at work one day getting frustrated that my soup wasn't heating up fast enough in a microwave and i'm like bruno 
It's not going to get any faster than that. So you should probably yeah. just relax. You should embrace but, the 30 seconds. Yeah, so you yeah. just... Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, but we shouldn't let ourselves we shouldn't let ourselves get run over by that speed. Uh, right. Yeah, you're right. That's to... a great way to say it, not get run over by yeah. it. That's, That's actually good. a good I would like to ask you about uh, two kind of questions about what you're talking about in terms of speed. Because I think for myself when I first moved here and I was very lucky enough to actually sit with you when I actually when I first moved here, I just graduated from grad school for those of you that don't know and Bruno met with my class and he really broke down how to how to approach this industry and online casting sites and now casting. And I literally did not – I mean, he was so detailed and so specific and I just could not process it because it was so different from how I was thinking. And obviously, we were just talking about it and you're like, yeah, everybody has this kind of haze in their eyes when mm-hmm. you're listening to me. And um, as I was looking at, you know, online submission sites and looking over now casting again, I was like, oh, my God, this site is so incredible. And I just couldn't grasp it. Um, But one of the things that overwhelmed me when I moved here was the pace, was how quick it was. And sort of this idea of, like, being always accessible, always having to submit myself online, always having to show up for myself in this way, and where that kind of you know, where the break was when I could kind of stop. So I'd, I'd love to hear you kind of talk about maybe some ways in which you approach, approach submitting yourself online. Mm-hmm. And also I'd love to hear, and I know this is a tricky question, but what are some sites that you absolutely recommend for the actor? Sure, sure. Uh, let's, uh, um, let's just take the first question in terms of, uh, uh, you know, how to not let the sites, for example, yeah. you. this idea that yeah. you're getting uh, hit yeah. with these, Email alerts constantly about here's a role that matches you. Here's a role. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh my god! Um, so so much. there's a couple things about that. One is, and and I and I did test this with a, with an actor and a stopwatch. It's really kind of faster <laughs> to get through the submissions if you just hit them once in the morning. Go onto the websites itself, whichever website, right? Mm-hmm. Go onto the website itself once or maybe twice a day, and filter the casting notices to whatever, whether it's fit for you or union notices fit for you or pay notices. However you want to filter it. And then you can tell just from the right off the type of project whether you're going to submit to it or not. So if you just go online, filter the projects, and then do your submissions that way, rather than jump every time you get an email oh, that's and good. submit through the phone, yeah. it, in the end, you'll still probably hit the same ones. Yeah. Uh, but that way you're not letting the phone control you. Yeah. You're saying, this is what I do. I get up in the morning. I, I submit. Yeah, and then I do that again in the afternoon, which is the way agencies used to do it. I mean, yeah. I think now that they they may respond to emails more, but before there was like they didn't spend all day submitting; they did their submissions in the morning. And, yeah, and then that. you don't feel like you're this slave to every time the phone beeps, no. you have to like jump no. up and yeah, that's great. And I would also point out in regards to the sort of way the technology uh, of these websites work is if you go and submit directly through the websites, yeah. as opposed to the emails, you're more likely to catch everything. Because there are certain edits and updates and changes that casting might make to a casting notice yeah. after that original email alert has already gone out that may or may not reflect. It doesn't always send out a oh, new casting right. notice. It doesn't say, hey, look at this again. But on the websites, if they make updates, on pretty much every website, I'm quite, pretty You'll sure, what happens is it then pops up again like a reply to an email in a way. So... It is possible if you only respond to the emails, it's possible to miss something. Yeah. Something where it didn't send you an alert or maybe you looked at it and went, oh, those dates are don't work for me. 
But then actually, they had changed the dates, for yeah, example. Right. They're not going to send another email alert. Right. Oh, that's great. Okay, so have a structured yeah. sort of schedule for yourself. Yeah. Which is wonderful. That, that uh, is, is definitely one way. Um, the, uh, uh, the other thing is, is the pace of the business is steady, but it isn't really constant. Meaning that mm. we, 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 we get in this sort of thing of like, I can't go out of town or I'll miss something. Right. Or uh, I, uh, I always have to be available to do something. There are things you can do, particularly in the early part of your career. There are things you can do, and then there's a lot of things you can't do. I think a lot of actors, a lot of us have spent a lot of, wasted a lot of energy in frustration and sort of pointless action with things that we can't really control. Mm-hmm. We can control, okay, I can submit to these things. We can control, I'm going to write a couple of letters to a couple of casting directors uh, whose work I really like. You know, There's nothing wrong with pitching yourself directly to a casting director, even if it's not for a particular role. Uh, but if you sort of say, I'm going to do these at the, on these days, on Monday morning I do these, if you make it a job for yourself, Yes. I didn't know. <laughs> like a mailman. We got a mailman oh, wow. going by. <laughs> uh, if, you make, if you make it uh, uh, sort of a job for yourself uh, where you have expected hours to do it, yeah. uh, you will get the same amount done, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you can afford to, I don't say turn your mind off from it necessarily, but let's yeah. say you have a job. Let's say you're working in a restaurant. Yeah. That way you can do your stuff in the morning, you can go do your shift, and just be the best waiter you can be. And, uh <laughs> Oh my God. Here comes the mail. Uh, and be the best you can be. Or whether you're going to the gym, really focus on that. Or, or if you're in class, really focus on that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's steady in the sense that there are always things to do. Yeah. But it's not constant in the sense that you have to be doing something all the time. I actually, I love that. And I love what you said about turn your mind off. Like, I, I think it is that. You know, I th- at least that speaks to me. Because I... I, we quote sometimes, the, uh, I was in Larry Moss's class years ago, and he said this quote that I've always remembered, which is, he said, acting is like a jealous mistress. It will take every ounce of energy you're willing yes. to give it. And I, and I think, so it is important to turn your mind off sometimes to that. Right. And the, like, you know, so whether you call it compartmentalizing or whatever, but it's like, this is my family time or my friend mm-hmm. time, you know, this is my submitting time. This is my writing letters to casting director time. But to, to not, because I do think, if you don't do that, you start to feel like, oh my God, I'm spending 14 hours a day on this. And then you burn yeah, out yeah. and then Absolutely. you want to get the hell out of here. And then you've given up. On, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very tricky. And, and it's, interesting, Camille, it's interesting, you know, we're both of us coming out of the same grad school experience. Yeah. Uh, and I find it's particularly uh, tricky sometimes for people who are just coming out of acting programs, whether it's an MFA or BFA program yeah. or something like that, um, to make that transition from being an artist yeah. Full time, at least in your brain, yeah. Yeah. to the business, yeah. And that transition doesn't have to be total. You're not giving up being an artist, right? Because you have to now focus on being a business person. That's great in regards to you, yourself, you, yeah. The product, um, and one of the ways to remind yourself of that is to separate them, mm-hmm. you know. And then over time, as you get the sort of rhythm of what it is to be an artist wherever you're living and what it is to work the business wherever you're living. Over time, those become second nature, and you, and you don't yeah. have to stress about it as much. Yeah. But I think it, it does make sense to uh, do that. A, a casting director, um, 
who uh, I did a workshop with many, 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 many years ago when I first sort of came here, and she ended up heading one of the casting departments at one of the studios, uh, said something wonderful in a workshop early on that really stuck with me along the lines of, you have to do something for yourself to remind yourself that you're you and that you're not just this thing that you think Hollywood wants you to be. And then she also added a good way to do that is make part of what you're doing for yourself doing something for somebody else. Working as a volunteer somewhere, working, teaching something that has nothing to do with the business, reading in libraries, something, anything to really remind you and ground you in the real world uh, separately from the the biz part of it. I love that. I I really like, you know, and also kind of piggybacking on what both of you guys are saying, but in terms of having that time with your family time and all of that, it's, and you said this, but it's whatever you're doing, do it well. So if you're working at a restaurant and you're waitressing or whatever you're doing at that hostess scene or whatever, do it well. If you're working at the bakery, do it well, you know? I think that that gives you that um, part of life that can be difficult and challenging in LA. That that like you're saying, it does. There there's a harshness here that I certainly felt, especially coming right out of grad school. And I do think that's hard. You are this artist, and then you come here, and there's there's such a business here. There's yeah. such an industry that you have to understand, and to know that you're you're still like very present in the in the different places that you're working in, the, what you're doing. It gives you that extra bit of life. It's true. And, and I'll tell you, that. having managed restaurants at, at that time in my career too, it's, it was very hard. I mean, this sounds terrible, but I once got very angry at a, at a, at a, at a, a waiter that I had. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't and, sound terrible. And, well, I, I was frustrated with her because she could never focus when she was there. And, mm-hmm. I, and I lost my patience one night. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I've never seen you perform, but I have a hard time believing that you're a very good actress because you can't even act like a waiter for four hours. And that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. And, and it was a terrible thing to say, but you know, I, I keep remembering that story yeah. because you know this idea of being committed fully to whatever you're doing yeah. is important. Because you know, as harsh as the story is, I kind of believe it. I have I a hard, you know, if you can't really too. focus on and 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 be good to work with in you know wherever you're working, whatever. Yeah. How am I going to believe that you're going to be the person I want on set? So totally. when I'm, you know, when I'm off making a, a, a short film with some friends and they say, oh my God, somebody dropped out, we need somebody, you're not going to be the person I'm going to think of right. calling and saying, right. hey, come in here and, and uh, help us out here. Right. Um, you know, be committed uh, and be present. Right. For whatever you're doing. I mean, for goodness sake, it's, it's an acting principle. Be present. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, so. Part uh, of the beauty of doing these podcasts is that we keep hearing the same themes. Yeah. Like, and what you're saying is so much like what directors that we've talked to, showrunners that we've talked to, writers, you know, they all say the same thing. Like, I'm thinking of Pete saying, like, go hold the boom for the day. Like, be the person that's like, and I'll hold it really well. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. don't be, or like Adam saying, you know, go sweep the set. Like, be the person that does the thing. I, I love that so much. Um, I'd love to just, if we can, circle back to the sites for a yeah. second. I have a question about the sites, which is, do you, because I think this is a question a lot of actors have, do you recommend getting on all of them or many of them? Or do you so, recommend like picking one or two? No, no, you have to, you have to be on all of them. Yeah. Uh, all of them that make sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to quickly run through yeah. them yeah. here and it's, uh, Thank you. That'd it, be so helpful. Things shift and change over time, and yeah. some go in and out of importance <laughs> and prominence. 
and 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 things change depending where you are in the country as well. But I'm going to focus on Los Angeles. Okay. 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 Yes. So uh, if you're a performer in Los Angeles, the way you kind of want to think about the websites is divide them up a little bit in your head. Earlier, I mentioned this sort of triangle, mm-hmm. the triangle of casting mm-hmm. and re- uh, representation, agents mm-hmm. and managers, mm-hmm. and actor. Mm-hmm. So there's only a few websites nationally or even in the world that that really encompass that triangle. So those are the ones that I'm going to call them the most professional because they're dealing with the most sort of professional level projects yeah. because they're dealing in that triangle. Right. Okay? Yeah. Um, and in Los Angeles, uh, those are Actors Access, mm-hmm. which is the actor portal part of the bigger company known as Breakdown Services. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's LA Casting, which... Mm-hmm. Outside of Los Angeles is more or less referred to as casting networks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's Casting Frontier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Now Casting. Mm-hmm. Those are sites that embrace that triangle and where you have an opportunity to submit yourself on projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Actors Access, primarily theatrical uh, work, uh, meaning film, independent films and uh, uh, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and the stage things as well. Uh, LA casting up until recently mm-hmm. has been <laughs> primarily a tool for commercial casting directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Actors Access uh, as part of Breakdown Services. Breakdown Services was really built for m- uh, agents and managers. Mm-hmm. And then Actors Access was their uh, sort of answer to now casting when mm-hmm. we started now casting as a, an actor portal. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, LA casting had started, uh, there was a, a company in San Francisco. Uh, started by a photographer, teacher, actor, guy up there. And some casting directors, commercial casting directors here, used it on a job up there and then thought it was great and then helped this person create L.A. casting, which then grew to dominate the commercial casting Mm -hmm. process here in Uh Los Angeles. Uh, Casting Frontier came along relatively recently, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much championed, uh, if not created, by a different group of casting directors who, who... uh, we're not happy with the way that uh, uh, L.A. Casting operated um, uh, for various different reasons. Uh, but both L.A. Casting, um, bless you, Sorry. Uh, both L.A. Casting <laughs> and Casting Frontier were sort of built from the casting director point of view first and foremost. And is Casting Frontier, sorry to interrupt, commercials as well? Or commercials is that, as okay. well, right. They all have, you know, a little smattering of other things. Yep, right. yep. And actually Casting Frontier... I don't know how, but they ended up doing kind of well in Portland where it isn't really just commercials. They do everything up there. Okay. But from Los Angeles' perspective, uh, it's, it's, it's commercials. It's commercials really. Okay. Uh, and, then, uh, and then now casting, which we talked about a little bit earlier, uh-huh. uh, which was uh, actually the oldest uh-huh. <laughs> of the ones on this list, uh, was started very much from the actor's perspective uh-huh. where uh, let's, let's create these profiles for free and then let's work with casting uh, directors there. For a period there, uh, now casting was really the first company that was getting casting notices from actual real TV shows, like 24, for example. Yeah. Uh, then they were releasing those to actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was revolutionary in that respect. It was really uh, the first to kind of really finesse the actors submitting online idea. And then now casting's contracted a little bit. It's focused a little bit more now on some of the other acting tools like iActor.com, which is... A, a really cool and very inexpensive resource for online classes uh, and uh, uh, and seminars and speeches and lectures and things like that mm-hmm. uh, and I self tape so it's 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 not as focused as being a big part big player in the day to day submissions things as it is finding sort of more tools for actors 
So those are the those are the ones that you 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 have to be on. And part of the reason you have to be on those is because even if you yourself say, you know, I don't I don't want to upgrade to submit or I don't get a lot of auditions through that one, there are people on the casting side who are using all those sites on a daily basis that you may not know about. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So so uh, so for example, there are a uh, a bunch of casting associates uh, who do workshops who use now casting not so much for submitting casting notices and getting actors but they use it as their filing casting set their filing uh, their filing cabinet system if that makes sense <laughs> uh, yeah. so so you know so and, and sometimes they mention that workshop sometimes they don't uh, they use it as their filing system so they they when an actor submits on it, they take that actor, put it in a file. When they meet an actor. When they meet an actor. Right. Because none oh. of the other ones have a real way for a casting director to just log on, pull up an actor, and say, put this in my file cabinet of oh, men between 20 and 30, whatever like that. It's, right. It's, uh, so, uh, and the other reason that some of them committed to that as their file cabinet is because it's the, now casting is the only site where it's really, it really is free for the actor to have a profile. Right. And keep it updated. So they're not crossing any sort of line. I mean, they don't right. want... Actors again to have to pay for something that's just sort of a should be a no brainer, right? Um, so those are the sites that you you should be in. You should at least be in at whatever base profile level in terms of submitting yourself yeah. on things. Uh, Actors Access still has the most casting notices for the kind of thing you're going to want. Uh, LA Casting has recently been purchased uh, along with Casted Systems. I'll mention in a second. And they're making a big push now to uh, get more inroads into the theatrical world. Mm. That really means more for the agents than it does for you as an actor. Yeah. But it does mean that if you, even if you're not really dealing with commercials here in Los Angeles, you do need to have a profile in LA casting now. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and we could do an entire podcast about that entire chaotic process. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you've probably seen things online about it. But for now, just know that um, you need to have a, a profile there. And again, do just the most basic level you can. Uh, Actors Access, you can create a profile for free and you'll get your first picture for free. You got to pay for a couple of the pictures, LA casting. The big complaint is that you the, the, you can't get a profile in there for free unless you're represented by an right. agent who's in there. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and then the photo fees are not nutballs. Okay. Um, and then, you know, whether you upgrade to submit on casting notices there is really up to you. I would say that if you are a non-union actor, that upgrading in LA casting makes a little bit of sense because there's a lot of non-union commercials that get released to actors. There's a lot of print jobs that might get released to actors. So it makes some sense. If you are a union actor, upgrading to submit yourself in, in LA casting doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then you can also use, you, unless you're going to put in little videos right. and sort of tie that together. Okay. Um, casting Frontier, you sort of have to pay to sort of, I think there's one maybe free option, but you sort of have to pay. There aren't a whole heck of a lot of casting notices in there. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool site and the people who run it are great. You know, uh -huh. it hasn't really made that kind of inroad. And then now casting is going to have less casting notices than Actors Access. Uh, but, you know, the funny thing is, is even to this day, and I can tell you as a producer too, uh, the, the submissions that people get through now casting, they always say, wow, that's really, those seem to be the better actors. So, yeah. I, you know, I, for whatever niche kind of world it's working right. its way into. So those are the four that you, you absolutely have to be in. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a fifth one uh, that you should look at. It's called Cast It, 
Cast yep. It Talent or Cast It Systems. It's C-A-S-T-I-T. Uh, C-A-S-T-I-T. Okay. Uh, cast It Talent or Cast It Systems. Uh, they built their system as, uh, originally built solely as an audition uh, transfer tool. Meaning you would go in, you audition for the casting director. They're recording those auditions. They are uploading it through Cast It Systems. And then that's how they share it with the producers and the directors. Gotcha. Uh, cast It and now Casting were sort of the main audition upload systems. So for the same reason as now casting with casted systems, it's not a bad idea to make sure you have a profile in there because regardless of how you got that audition, regardless of how your agent got you into that room, the profile that they use to get you that audition may not be the system that the casting director is using to upload okay. the audition. Oh, I, I mean, just to use an example, right. it's, it's like sometimes if you travel in Europe from country to country, you're on one train and it gets you somewhere and then they make you transfer trains because yeah. the tracks are different. Right. It's, that's what happens, right? So, gotcha. so you know, your agent uh, may have been using breakdown services to submit you, which would be your actor's access profile. But when you're actually in the office, you're looking at that camera, the recording, you see casted systems or now casting. Mm-hmm. That means that that breakdown's profile isn't going any farther. Oh, interesting. With the audition is going to be whatever profile is in... Whatever Aww. profile is within whatever thing, um, in whatever service is there. So again, you want to you you want to have a profile in there just because, yeah, you, you want your picture one. and resume to to right. go up the chain to the people who actually make the decision. Casting people aren't making decisions. Right. The producers and the directors make decisions. So that's one you should be aware of. Casted systems, along with LA Casting, were both purchased by the same group. Uh-huh. So there's going to be kind of more of a merge of that system over time. So that's another reason why. Uh, cast system. Now, Cast Systems does have a certain amount of casting notices you can submit to. I, I never, I, I'll be entirely honest, I've never heard of anybody sort of really using it or really gotten called in or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and then, in, in, in terms of then, so those are the ones that, you know, those yeah. are the ones that are there right. for you, but for your agent and for your manager. It's part of the day to day biz of Hollywood. Uh, the others that you can be in to look at casting notices. Uh, backstage has now made yeah. itself an online portal uh, that's still a great place for theater notices, yeah. I've noticed. Um, and then uh, CAZD, there's, there's two others, CAZD, that's C-A-Z-T, okay. and Hollywood Casting and Film. Those are two places that are actually, first and foremost, audition facilities where independent people will go and rent rooms to have their auditions. Uh, they may or may not be using a professional casting director. Excuse me, a professional cast writer. Um, they also have an interface where you can submit to casting notices because they kind of, you know, they request or strong arm the people who rent their space to kind of put in casting notices. Again, those those aspects of those have never really worked. Um, but if you're the if you're a completist, <laughs> yeah. if you're the kind of person who's like, I go crazy if I think I'm missing any kind of casting notice. Good to That's know about all, all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, there's going to be a certain amount of overlap uh, yeah. in what's posted. Now, I'm going to just piggyback on this because that overwhelmed me, mm-hmm. like, completely. It actually doesn't overwhelm it doesn't me. It doesn't No, it's, it's, it, to me, I think probably I am a completist, even though I have no, I love that term, but because I love knowing, okay, these are the seven or the five or whatever, however many you just said. So all I need to do is go, like, make a list of them all. And sign up for them all. I mean, I feel like when you hear it all together, like you just so eloquently did it um, or presented it, 
it's not overwhelming. You know, it's overwhelming. I feel like when you're a new actor coming to town and like you take this acting class and somebody's talking about Actors Access and then you go to another place and then somebody's like, no, you don't want to be on Actors Access. You want to be LA Cat. And then no, it's now Cat. That's overwhelming to me. Like, fuck, what am I supposed to do? You know, but to hear it from somebody like you, who's an expert on this, which I'm so grateful to hear it from you, it feels manageable. It's like, write these, what did you say? Six, maybe? Four, five, six, seven, seven, seven Seven, that makes sense. Seven down on a piece of paper. You've laid it out so nicely where you've said, these four are the ones that you have to be on. If you want to take it a step further, you can join these other three also, depending on your finances and your, you know, time and whatever else. And, and then you're done. Like, I just, I think that's, and and, that and going back to the, manageable. you know, if, if you are submitting yourself on these things, then, yeah. then if you're submitting through multiple services, it's even more of a reason to carve out that time. When you get online and you go, okay, I'm doing my actor access ones. I'm doing my yeah, casting yeah. ones. I'm doing my now casting ones. As opposed to responding to all those emails. Oh my God, that would be crazy make you a little bonkers. But I want to I wanna go back to this because I I want to get let, let, get very specific in terms of the, the, the sites that you're saying to join. Mm-hmm. The right? four. The four that you're saying to join. You don't have to get a paid membership for all of them. You don't. You can you can create except for the ones that you have to like LA casting unless you have an agent, a commercial right. agent that will put you up there. But even with the commercial agent that puts you up there, can you then have access to your site, or is that yes. solely through that? Yes. Okay. No. You you you're you're resp- ultimately you're responsible for maintaining the actor profile in any of these sites. Yes. Your agent or manager, it's not really their job to be updating the resume or changing, swapping out the pictures. Right, right. So, so it, it, it is confusing about getting in these sites. There, you want to go for either the free or the least expensive option on all of these. Um, right now, the top four all have some path by which you can at least have your picture and resume in there for free. Right. Picture and one resume for free. Now, here's to piggyback on that... With if but if you are choosing to do multiple online submissions a day, like which we highly encourage you to do. So if you are choosing to sit down and make this a daily practice, then you would want to have one really great submission site for everything. Which is, I think, you're saying Actors Access is one. It's the closest that will have. But again, it depends on what you're trying to do. Right. Right. So so. I'm glad you brought this up because I, I didn't want to forget this. If you're submitting yourself online, you're doing it as a way to build your career and make connections and get experience. If you are choosing to submit yourself online thinking you're going to make a living doing that, yeah. that that's how you're going to you know, find your income as an actor, you're crazy. Yeah. Right. That's not what they're for. <laughs> yeah. That's not what yeah. for. The, the, the vast, 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 vast majority of jobs that pay anything worthwhile are not released directly to actors. Uh, it's just the casting. They tried to do that sometimes through the yeah. early days of now casting and it just overwhelmed them. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so in that sense, it's more about the kind of projects you're trying to get into. Right. If you're trying to get in student films and independent films and build your reel, you know, which was really 
then Actors Access is going to have the most casting notices. Okay. So if you had to choose, that's the one that's going to have the most casting notices. Things may change down the road yeah, right, as sure, right. L- LA casting moment. casting networks yeah. delves into the theatrical world more than they have. But delving into the theatrical world right now just means professional casting still doesn't mean casting notices for actors. Right. But that might trickle down in some way. Right. Um, so, however, uh, and I'll just, you know, with LA casting and casting networks, if you're out of town, uh, the irony is, is that there's probably more paying jobs on LA casting if you're a non-union actor than there would be on Actors Access because you don't really see the, the $500 print job on right. Actors Access, things right. like that. You know, uh, or the the non-union commercial that pays sometimes thousand, fifteen. You know, right. you know, you're not you're not going to see that on Actors Access. Right. So for career development, uh, in terms of getting real material and and working on projects that you probably care about working on, Actors Access is going to have the bulk of them, and then right. maybe now casting after that. Uh, in terms of commercial and print things, again for non-union talent, uh-huh. then LA Casting and Casting Frontier are probably. Gonna Okay. Um, that's, that's, that's really you know, I mean, I know everyone, that's it's frustrating, helpful. particularly with the upheaval that's happening with cast networks. Everyone's, there's a lot of sort of feeling of like, ah, why can't it just be all one, one place? And I'm like, well, because all, you know, monopolies aren't a good thing, you know, necessarily. Yeah. For sure they're not. And breakdown yeah. services slash, you know, had a monopoly for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they had no intention of dealing with actors until after now casting started. And yeah. then. In response to that, created Actors Access. Yeah. So you know, it's it's um, there's a lot of again, we could do an entire the podcast about the the, the sort of behind the scenes battles that happened over yeah. the years uh, <laughs> between these websites and and what agents wanted versus what actors wanted versus what casting wanted. But um, the main point is just making sure you're in a place where you can be found or your profile can be uh-huh. used, even if you yourself are not submitting on things, and then. If you want to submit on things, you know, it, it really just comes down to your budget and it comes down to your time yeah. and it comes down to your expectations. You know, I, I definitely, I mean, run now casting for years and I'm quite sure Actors Access gets the same complaints and things like that. You know, people are like, well, look, I've been on this for years, you know, and I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten a paid gig out of it. And you're like, well, if you're only submitting to paying gigs, you're submitting to a very tiny percentage of things. Right. And, you know, um, yeah. So a very, very important point about submitting yourself online is to be real uh, is to be realistic about what you're going to get out of it. It's a fantastic tool for um, making connections and working on student films, working on independent films. If you're a non-union actor, there are often a lot of non-union projects uh, in a couple of the sites to submit to. But as a general rule, you should not be thinking about self-submitting as related to making a living. Yeah. Right. Not going to happen. The casting notices. You could be the most amazing and have the most amazing percentage of getting called in and booked off of submitting yourself online, you're still not going to make any kind of a living. That level of project is still lives between the casting part of the triangle and the representation part of the triangle. That's great. Well, we talk a lot on our site about not having this idea anyway when you're first starting out that you're not a real actor if you're not making a ton of money, you know, because we all have to build our careers and build credits and so well, I mean, think about the, the, you know yeah. a tiny percentage of our of the SAG after membership makes enough money to live on. That's so right. If yeah. That's how if that's how we're going to define it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I love I love that you pointed that out and I, I I don't know I'm 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 so sad that we're out of time because I feel like I could ask you so many more questions about this and yet 
by the same token, I feel like I love, I love what I feel like I've learned today, which is like, these are the four sites, you know, um, join all of them, regardless of whether you're getting, you know, don't, don't give up and say like, oh, I'm not getting any auditions on this one. So I'm going to drop it and join them all for the, the free, you know, joining fee or not fees, but sign up for the free stuff in the beginning and then add on as you see fit. I think that's a really, or pick one out of those that you pay for. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know, the rest, you depending on what you want to do, whether it's theatrical or film or commercials or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for for all of that. That's so helpful. It's been oh, you're welcome. So yeah, I wish we had more time. If it was I, a, yeah, I mean, I do too. It's it's uh, it's fun hearing the backstory of it all too, isn't it? Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. helps you understand kind of why why it is why it all the way works it the way it does. Yeah, and I'm glad there's not a monopoly too, partially because of what you said about you know monopolies aren't always a good thing in business. But also they all do different things. So yeah. like it's it's like saying why isn't there a monopoly about four things that are serving four different purposes? Like right. you, you know it makes sense to me. Yeah. We we always end the podcast by asking question. our guests <laughs> if they if they can share anything that to them is like a, what we call an LAism, which is something that you've <laughs> noticed that's unique to LA. The biz or LA or, or uh, any of it, any of it. Um, well, you know, before we started talking. Uh, in, before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about moving here and that. And one of the uh, uh, things that is, a, I think, is a truism about Los Angeles uh, is that it is full of actual real people. Yeah. And it's important to remember yeah. that. It's not just a business. Oh, I love that. Uh, and the more so right. you can kind of find real people yeah. uh, and connect with that, uh, it, it helps remind you. Um, the other thing I would say, I guess, that is kind of a truism is that I don't think, uh, I don't feel it's healthy uh, particularly when you move here uh, or about to move here to buy into all the stereotypes about yes. the business in Los mm-hmm. Angeles or yeah. Los Angeles in general. Yeah. And Lord knows I had a lot of them growing up in Chicago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that said, every single one of those stereotypes will prove itself absolutely true in your experience <laughs> at some point or another. Yeah. But there's a big difference between presuming it and experiencing it. And yeah. uh, I think a lot of people waste time coming here and saying, hey, you know, oh, the business works this way or LA works that way or <laughs> it's all about who you know, you know. Yeah. But for every, you know, thing like, oh, it's all about who you know. I think I told you this at, 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 all those years ago uh, after you went graduated grad school, uh, Camille. Um, it is about who you know. But it's not the negative. It's who you went to school with and who you're sleeping with and yeah. you know, who yeah. your daddy is and that. Yeah. It's the more people you work with and work well with, and make a good impression, the more things will happen. You're not going to get right. that big break out of a submission online. You're not even going to get that big break really out of something your agent or manager does. Yeah. You're going to get that big break because somebody you worked with is going to think of you and then contact you for something. Yes. So uh, uh, don't 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 just look at all those uh, uh, silly stereotypes and dismiss them. Uh, find out the good part of what's true about them. Oh, I love oh that. It's great. How awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Thank you. Bruno, thank you this so much. Wonderful. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We know you have big actor dreams, and we really want to help you. For more insider tips on the LA film and TV industry, go to ispeakla.com and subscribe today. And of course, look for us at all the regular places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time.